0: Hello, and welcome to the Gospel Everyday Podcast, following along with the Mariner's Church annual read. There is unlimited grace for us today, no matter what happens because of who Jesus is and what he has done. I'm Kate, and I will be your host. Let's go ahead and read today's passage of scripture coming from Proverbs 29, verse 1. Whoever remains stiff necked after many rebukes will suddenly be destroyed without remedy. Wow. (laughs) The punches just keep coming. Let me read that again. Whoever remains stiff necked after many rebukes will suddenly be destroyed without remedy. So, again, I looked up a word yesterday and. Today, I looked up what it means to be a stiff-necked horse, and what that means is Tim Keller kind of explains it, that it means that it won't go the direction that the jockey or the horse rider is telling it to go. So if it's stiff-necked, then it means it's technically going to lead you astray, and you might be trying to turn your horse right, and because it's stiff-necked, it's going to keep going straight and run you into a tree or something like that. So it's never a good thing to be a stiff-necked horse. It's never a good thing then to be stiff-necked. And that is what God's telling us. And he's telling us after many rebukes. So it's telling us after we have maybe been told told, or Holy Spirit has convicted us about things we should not be doing um, or the areas that we need to Uh, maybe not be so prideful in the areas that we need to ask for forgiveness for. If we're not doing those things, we're stiff-necked, meaning it's ultimately going to lead to our death, our spiritual death. And there's nothing more that the enemy loves, probably, than for us to be stiff-necked, for us to be arrogant, for us to be prideful, for us to believe that we don't need God or we don't need the correction of others or the correction from Holy Spirit, that we eventually will then become hardened, too hardened, to hear Holy Spirit or to receive the correction that God is wanting to give us through his kindness. And I believe that stiff neck could also be interpreted as complacency. and. If we're complacent not to listen to correction and receive correction, then we're complacent in our faith. And I would argue that complacency is the enemy of our faith. It's never going to build our faith. It's going to lead us astray and probably produce us to be very stiff-necked. What's interesting, though, is I researched a little bit about stiff-necked horses And to change a stiff neck in a horse, it's not always this easy, but a lot of times there just has to be a realignment and a change, a slight change in their posture that will essentially release the stiff neck. Think about our spiritual lives. If we maybe find ourselves a little bit stiff necked, what if we just had a realignment or a change in our posture? And it might even be the slightest change in our posture towards who God is or towards his word or towards the way that we pray or maybe that we start praying more or in his word more. Whatever that posture correction may be, it could dramatically change the direction that we're going and take us away from the danger that our stiff-neckedness might be bringing us. And so I would ask you the question, what change in posture in your spiritual life do you maybe need to make so that you stop being stiff-necked or that you don't become like a stiff-necked horse that isn't able to receive correction and could be leading you down a path of destruction in any sort of capacity? And I think that posture, you need to make sure that you're in the word because God's correction is actually out of his love for us. He cares so much about us that he doesn't want us to self-destruct. He doesn't want us to be stiff-necked. He doesn't want to say, I told you so. He wants us to become repentant because of his kindness so that he can lead us down the path that he has for us so that we can receive the many blessings that he has for us and the favor and the wisdom that he wants to give to us. There's a worship song, and one of the parts of the song is, your kindness leads us to repentance. And that is true. I never want to be too stiff-necked, one, so that I'm not receiving correction. But all, and it's too late. But also, I always want the correction to come from a place of knowing that God is so kind to us. He's so kind to us to wait for us, and He's so kind to forgive us. He's so kind that He loves us so much that He gave His Son for us. And that reminds me, too, of the parable of the prodigal son. I would say that (laughs) the prodigal son was probably a stiff-necked horse, right? Uh, And what happens in that story, we, we all know, is that when he realizes that he was wrong, and he realizes that his father loves him and only wanted what was best for him, He has a change of posture, and his change of posture is repentance, and he comes running back to the father, and in that parable, we also see the father run towards the son who was prodigal, who was a stiff-necked horse, for lack of a better term, and the father runs to him, throws off his sandals, and just runs, and trust me, men at that time in tunics did not do that. But he did that because he was just waiting. He was just waiting in his kindness for his son to be repentant so that he could lavish his love again all over him. And don't forget about the older son who was in the fields working, doing all of the things, not realizing he was a little bit stiff-necked too. Because if you get to the end of the parable that Jesus tells, The father throws the prodigal son this amazing feast because he has become repentant and he's come home. And the older son's response was, wait a minute, you do that for him who ran away, who gave away all of your wealth, who disowned you, who is rude to you. And I've been here working in the fields and doing all the right things for you. And you've never thrown me a party. Pride. And that older son was causing him to become so stiff-necked that he wasn't able to celebrate his younger brother or see the true love of the father. So I just want to say it's not, it's not going to be too late. Don't, it's not too late. You're not too far gone. If you're feeling a little stiff-necked in the moment, you're not too far gone. God's kindness will lead us to repentance, and it will be beautiful. And I know that it's very hard for me (laughs) to sometimes admit I'm wrong or to point out my faults, or I get defensive if good, safe, trusted, wise advisors in my life want to point out an area where maybe I need some growth. But I want to encourage us that there truly is kindness from our Father that's going to lead us to repentance. And when we do, we are going to experience that love of the Father in new ways. He's not going to shame us in our repentance. He's going to lavish his love towards us. And like we talked about the other two days, it'll bring great advisors along the ways and those experiences will correct us. So I'm just going to ask God that today he would help us through his kindness to draw us to the areas, the places, and the spaces in our hearts and our lives that we need to come back to the Father for repentance. Let's go ahead and pray. Father, I thank you so much that you love us so much, that you don't shake your head at us when we've done wrong. God, that you're not there to point your finger at us or to shame us. But Father, that you are patiently waiting for us, patiently waiting for us to come to you and say that we got it wrong, that we messed up along the way, that we haven't allowed you to be the chief advisor, be the center of our lives. God, I I pray that you would show us, Holy Spirit, in this moment where we need to become a repenter. Where we need to admit fault. That we would repent and not do it begrudgingly, but because we understand your kindness for us and your love for us and the reason for our repentance on the other side of it. God, that there would be no excuses, that there would be no bitterness, but God, that we would understand that the journey of repentance is going to be a path that brings us down greater, to greater joy and to greater life. So God, we thank you. We thank you that you love us. We thank you that you gave us your Son. And we thank you that you've given us Holy Spirit for all of this. You are the best. And we thank you and praise you that you're our Father. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks so much for allowing us to be a part of your day.